Welcome to the Rootbound Podcast, an honest plant cocktail hour. We're your hosts. I'm Emma. I'm Samara. And I'm Yelena. We're amateur plant enthusiasts, and we're here to chat about all things plants, life, and what to do when feeling rootbound. The dictionary defines rootbound as a plant having outgrown its pot so that the roots are cramped and tangled, stopping it from growing well. Sometimes we can get a little too comfortable in our nursery pots, and our lives become rootbound without even realizing it. As young women in Los Angeles, we're always looking for ways to branch out, up pot, and improve ourselves. So grab your favorite cocktail and let's get into it. We're here again today, friends. Again today we are. Again today, (laughs) here we are. Recording another podcast. I'm not gonna lie. Schedule podcast. I kind of sound like what? Moira. Podcast. Podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Today we talk about bye-bye. Oh my gosh. I swear, like, I never realized when I was a kid, but now being an adult, the holidays are stressful. Oh, yeah. Very. There's, like, there's so much going on. There's so much to do. Non-stop. Non-stop. Never ending. So I'm just thankful that we're all at home at the same time, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just getting home from spending time with family, and now yeah. here we are. And now you're here. And you just got back like from being busy and running around to different people's like situations it's just like oh my gosh yeah and i've been i've been working every single day it's like and the holidays aren't even over no, new years we still, we still have new, new years, years. and that is what kind of the bulk of this episode is about exactly that's why we drink at the end of the day yeah. <laughs> that's why we drink yes, that's the, the stress <laughs> but this is our new year's episode um so we have some fun stuff to talk about this episode, but first, before we get into the heart, we gotta we gotta talk plants, plants and c- cocktails and cocktails, yeah, and cocktails. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you use your Midwest and mm-hmm. whatever that is. Yo, what are we talking about today, Emma? We're gonna yeah, talk about cocktails <laughs> and plants and plants, plants, plants. Yeah, I. So featured Carl. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. We went live first. We did. We went live. We went live again. Once again, we we do that. We do the live mm. thing now. And I um I took on a character this time around. You did. I did. You were and hot. I, thank you, thank you. It felt like I was just <laughs> truly myself. No, I'm just kidding. The twenties, like New Year's, like prohibition mm. time, mm-hmm. like that's my vibe. I think it's because you really dig the red lip look. Oh, thank you. I really love the red, like the dark eye, Mm -hmm. and your long, curly hair. Right, yeah. You really fit the vibe Yeah. I feel like I've changed my hair a couple of times. Yeah, this scarves. I changed my hair a couple of times 2020, talking about 2020. I colored my (laughs) hair like four, five times? It wasn't like too dramatic, but it was like enough to be different. But it was always kind of red. Reddish. Got a red theme. Always reddish, and I've just been like... I like having dark hair. I like you the Courtney Cox, yeah. the Megan Fox, the Audrey Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn, you know, yeah. Elizabeth Taylor. Ugh. Like the classic. Classic brunette, like contrast with like olivey skin. There's a reason why I It looks good with your brown eyes. Thank you. I think Thank with you. brown eyes, it's it's really awesome having that like sultry you can pull off this like sultry dark yeah. look well. Thank you. For mm-hmm. us Wait, what color so are your eyes? Do you have yellow? Greenish. Blue, a little green. green and blue. They're very light. Aqua. They're very yeah. light. Which makes sense your blonde hair. too. So I, I feel like lighter hair colors usually mm-hmm. usually work a little better. Sometimes like a bright but like we can't pull off that like I'm the stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because our eyes are our our eye colors too I never even thought about it that way I I have black eyes you know how babies I didn't know this until I took whatever class that is with with genetics and biology biology. (laughs) at the Punnett Squares yeah 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 repressive gene yeah exactly the the degenerative gene and dominant and repressive yeah dominant I was like degenerate degenerate gene you are a degenerate Go back in your home from where you came. Go back, get better eye color. But I learned that most babies or most like whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> the most common, the most common or the most dominant eye color is blue for babies. Hmm. What is it? So like whatever, some eighty plus or or around their range. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, science people. But like they all majority is born with blue eyes okay and then they change the pigment it's because you're uh born with 
less pigment pigment in your eyes and in your skin like babies born with like paleness or whatever and then you kind of like as you're exposed to the world you deeper in pigment hmm. so your eyes become brown or they become like dark blue or green or hazel whatever did were you born then with the difference i was born with black eyes like oh. scary black eyes and everyone's like this girl this baby keeps watching me like her eyes are so big and open i think we need to so, find i think we need a photo of you as a baby yeah. on the show notes now. okay okay i'll just for the new year's ones. episode we need to go way back <laughs> future baby photos baby photos, baby photos. Okay, okay. Right. that'll be that'll yeah. be our show notes okay since we writing that down that tangent okay yeah but Who even knew we were <laughs> we, yeah. we sometimes write things for like how Notes, this episode's yeah. gonna go, but we never really. Know. We, we always end up on a tangent. <laughs> but yeah, that's why. What that's is the dominant eye color? Is it brown? Dominant eye color. The most dominant is brown, but the most common for babies to be born with is blue, and then okay. it becomes brown. Or how long does it take for them to like? It's within the first few months, I think. First few months. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the baby's eyes will like. Oh yes, change. here we go. Yeah. Uh, brown eyes dominant over blue eyes. That makes sense. You're dominant mm-hmm. over blue eyes. Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> blue eyes are more rare because that means that the pigment doesn't mature. So the pigment stays. Or the pigment doesn't stay. You don't develop pigment. Mm-hmm. Because brown eyes, dark, dark eyes have all the pigments. It's like the color black is a combination of all the colors. Oh, and then green eyes is dominant over blue eyes. Mm-hmm. So it goes brown, really green, blue. Mm-hmm. I would have thought blue was blue eyes are common the thing. most no green's more common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you start blue and start to mature with more color, it becomes more hazily green, and then continues to uh, brown. That's true. Hazel, everyone is kind of like, oh, are you brown or hazel? Yeah, or green? yeah. I think it's my sister. My, I think it's my sister. Well, oh, my amber brother. eyes. One of my siblings has really cool eyes, where like the part around the pupil is brown, and then it like, like blends into green mm. it's like so cool looking i don't know i'll have to get a close-up that's really cool like show me your eyeball um aviation yeah. <laughs> all that to say i love the 20s i feel like if there was a decade that i should have been born in but wasn't it would be the 20s i'm very passionate about art deco design and all that stuff anyways and frank sinatra and my, my the 20s marilyn monroe love it love so that. the 20s this is the end of the 20s yeah this is the end of 2020 but this is also um our new year's episode which is kind of new year's is i don't know where it came from but new year's is always like art deco 20s themed i feel like you know you're right even though it's not always the 20s obviously but i feel like new year's Maybe it's just mm. the glam mm-hmm. yeah. factor. Mm-hmm. Art Deco is very glamorous, very gold, very mm-hmm. shiny. Mm-hmm. You kind of just, it's just always that theme then. Yeah. I and it's perfect it. now because it is, the, we're into the 2020s mm-hmm. decade. So. Totally. Online, um, on TikTok, I was seeing all kinds of people post about how like in history in the past when we had the great depression that turned into the prohibition and the roaring 20s and then there was also like whatever 100 years war or something that turned into the renaissance so it's like when there's always a like a horrible war like uh, a depression afterwards comes a huge party and oh. people being like COVID-19 okay like <laughs> we're ready like, for the party what yes. is the party gonna be right what is the party gonna be I'm ready nuts <laughs> But, like, but, yeah, but, like, what is it going to be? Because, like, it's not like we were super repressed from anything except for just, like, going out and going to parties. Like, right. So we're going to party it so up. So we're going to get a lost time. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, well, this is a theory. What if, like, movie theaters become glamorous again? <gasps> what if people start that? showing up in, like, Oh gowns. my gosh, that, that makes me theaters. so happy. <laughs> that be amazing. Like, we're gonna dress up to go to the cinema we and, like, should. honor the work in the screen yeah. like, before us. Like, <laughs> what they did back in the day. We couldn't go. We couldn't experience the theater. Oh my gosh. Even going to, like, plays and stuff. Here yeah. we are. Let's fully show up. in our furs, in our yes. you know, <laughs> our leather. Let's show up in like glam ball gowns. Let's, that's twenty twenty one. Can after we COVID. can we bring back the like speakeasy bathrooms that were in cinemas back in the day, where you would like show up to the cinema before the showing for like an hour beforehand, and you would just like smoke or drink or whatever at the bar, like hang out and I then think, go to the cinema after hmm. that. Like, I think COVID has brought that speakeasy easy yeah because i don't know during lockdown shops things are being locked down and i bet there are people out there 
speakeasy style mm-hmm. still we see seeing you out there. clients mm-hmm. still bringing in people because mm-hmm. when they say don't go outside you still go outside yeah well, yeah well, i'm sure speakeasies are quite well and even bars bars now are technically closed yeah at this moment in time yeah i'm sure they have speakeasies oh yeah mm-hmm I mean, I've heard of a couple Whoa. things. Whoa, that'd be cool. I know, I kind of want to, like, do it. Should we, <laughs> Should we open up a speakeasy? <laughs> Yikes. Our house becomes a speakeasy. Oh, no, yeah. I'm a bartender. I'm a bartender. No, if you aren't dressed to the nines, no, to the you tens, show up. Yeah. you have to be well-dressed. You can't come It's in. like the Edison. If you're wearing short yeah. jean shorts that are all ripped up and tattered, Picked out. you cannot come in, <laughs> no. get out. It's the magic no. castle. Women cannot wear pants. <laughs> you have oh, to wear shoot. dresses. I really like pants. A pantsuit? What about like a really nice pantsuit? I think the Magic Castle will not like Still? Men. Really? Mm-hmm. Like you have to be wearing a dress or a skirt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, woman. time to go to Goodwill and find some dress. Okay, number one, that's questionable, like gender roles. Okay, you can wear a very nice pantsuit and still be feminine. That's so. kind of what, okay, so, sorry. More tangents. It's time about 2021 <laughs> yeah. resolutions. Wedding, mm. marriage. Mm-hmm. I want to wear a pantsuit <gasps> to your my wedding. wedding. Yeah, like an, obviously it's gonna be like very silky, kind of like white. Yes. But I also want some elements of like black silk. Oh my gosh! Hell and yeah. then. You know, I kind of like the very Renaissance theme, yeah. so maybe it's more of like a bodice oh. pantsuit thing. Hmm. Wow. So like lacy bodice pantsuit thing. You would have to get that 100% custom made. Yeah. Yelena, can I my talk mom. to your mom? Yeah. <laughs> Tiana! <laughs> call up my mom. I'm going to start, now that I have your iPad that I want from you, I'm going to draw my design and be like... Tatiana. 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 Wait, what's your mom? Tatiana. 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 Okay. <laughs> We've asked this a million times. I'm just going to make sure I get it. Tatiana, please, um, let's, let's discuss. May we? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have, uh, okay, so I, I don't know if you guys did this, but you know when you're a kid and you fantasize about the whole, like, wedding day situation and you create, like, Pinterest boards and, like, themes and whatever? Like, it's like a mood board or, or something that you would do physically in, like, the 90s, but instead you do it with the internet because we're... <laughs> 2000s situation but i have had instagram or not not instagram pinterest boards for wedding stuff and we would talk about it and for my rehearsal dinner i always imagined a white pantsuit mm-hmm. and all my bridesmaids to wear black yeah. pantsuits i cool. did i did videography the first only first and only time i ever did a videography for a wedding the the bride wore a pantsuit oh. and ever since then i was just like that's so cool. It still looked like a dress. It just looked like a like a kind of tight, mm. long, straight mm-hmm. dress because it was so flowy. But okay. then when she walked, it was like, oh, it's clearly pants, but it's like, and she had like um, deep V, and mm. then her sleeves were really flowy. Oh, I like wow. that. Yeah, That's it was cool. Really I feel like I wouldn't necessarily do the pantsuit thing for the wedding personally, but I would Ooh, definitely like do it yeah. for like the getaway pantsuit oh, or like a romper. That's and then a good I would idea. do it for a dinner too. Yeah, well, or like yeah. So when you're walking down the aisle, mm-hmm. you still want the full big dress, dress. long tra- train, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. and then party dancing. Yeah. Like now you're in a romper. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Okay, so the budget for these outfits is $2. $2 and uh, 75 cents if you're feeling frizzy. The pandemic is a very difficult on us. Very difficult time. No, yeah. But that's cool. Anyway, we still have to talk about the cocktail. What are we talking today? Okay, so speaking of the 20s, like tries to tie it in but doesn't. Um, Speaking of the 20s, pantsuit. Women in pants. Uh, we're drinking a drink called the Aviation, which is extremely controversial, it feels like, in a way, but it's not. It was um, invented in the 20s in New York, history says. My researchers told me this. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Comment if I'm wrong. But I think it was created in the 20s during the Prohibition, Great Depression situation. Afterwards, of course, when so many cocktails boomed, like U.S. cocktails. I feel like in Europe, a lot of spirits boomed, and then in America, we were like, let's mix it all together and make it fancy. Mm. So, in the 20s, um, there's this guy named, like, Hugo something, and he supposedly created this cocktail in New York, 
and it compiles gin, creme de violette, and marchino cherry liqueur together to create this like blue aqua sky colored cocktail. And that's what we call it. He called it the aviation because in that time aviation was booming. So it was like a, a nod to aviation, but it also resembled the blue sky. So if you go to a really fancy classy bar, some bars will have uh, ice trays that look like airplanes. So they'll wow. put an, an ice airplane on the top of your glass. Oh my gosh. Fun. Right? That was so cool. So fun. Yeah. So um, I've seen that. I've seen an airplane inside the glass. It's really cool. And then it has that maraschino cherry inside. Or a, a brandied cherry as well. So that's our, our cocktail, which is very 20s New Year's vibing situation. So that's a cocktail. I just love the color. And the yeah, lights really floral frag- fragrance just feels very bougie. It does. Yeah. I like it. And lot. if you want to add it, make it like Royale or I'm add variations. You can put champagne some, in my. Yeah. Some bubbly. I think it got there. a little flat though. Yeah. Room temp. Put some bubbly in there. You can also put some simple syrup if you want to sweeten it up. I also saw someone because come to Violette is it's dark in the bottle and it looks purple, but when you mix it, it looks blue. So if you stir this cocktail, like I stirred yours, and it looks more blue it does. than mine does. So you could even is that add, just the lighting? Like no, I, could, I, don't know. I feel like it's a little different than before. Huh. I don't know, but if you add more come to Violette, uh, you could make it more like purpley. Okay. Okay. So you can mess mm-hmm. with this one a lot. Mm-hmm. So cool. I love it a lot. Really yeah, good. I really like it too. And I love gin. Gin's like my jam. So Gin is your jam. Gin's my jam. If I'm gonna mm-hmm. if I'm gonna choose anything, if I'm gonna roll up to a bar and I'm like, I don't know, we're out with people, I don't wanna deal with the menu. Gin and tonic. I wanna get more into gin, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like vodka seems so cheap and mm. easy. <laughs> Sometimes you know? depending, yeah. Yeah, I get yeah. it. If I'm like, I would like some gin. Yeah, like it's just more fancy. Mm-hmm. I feel like gin, but then whiskey. of course, like whiskey and scotch drinks are just another level. Yeah, it's different. Like, yeah. Uh, but then there's like gin, and then vodka's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, vodka I feel like runs cheaper somehow in bar. I guess you can get some really really cheap vodka at a bar and just like. Yeah. You know, people are like, we want shots, whatever. Yeah, like, vodka, vodka party, tequila trashy. is kind of like the get drunk. Fast mm-hmm. Lick, liquor, liquor, yeah. But oh, no. gin, I've never heard of people taking gin shots. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't. Why would you do that? Ew, yeah. gross. Maybe, yeah. maybe gin is just seems classier because you do have to mix it with things mm-hmm. to make it taste oh better. You need like yeah. tonic, bubbly. It has such a like earthy juniper tree kind of flavor to it by itself it's weird but it's yeah now so i kind of want to taste this we should do like a taste test of mm-hmm. gin and vodka and tequila i want to do a taste test of all the different yeah we've been talking about it for a while maybe we should, we should do it on the like podcast yeah we could do it as a live mm-hmm. we could like have a, a taste test of, of vodka tequila describe to people like mm-hmm. the, why they're different yeah and, like why they would be good in certain drinks versus others yeah because that's like my main thing is like okay well Aviation, why didn't we make this with vodka? Why didn't we make it with tequila? Like, mm-hmm. they're all clear liquors. And that's the mm-hmm. other thing. They're clear liquor. Mm-hmm. And that's why whiskey and scotch, we know they're different because mm-hmm. they're colorful. Mm-hmm. They're, they're brownish, cool. amber mm-hmm. color. Because they're, they're usually put in oak um, barrels. Right. So they adapt the color. Right. So but how Tequila are is agave. So that's why it has like a right. sweeter taste. Sweeter. And then gin better is in juniper. sweeter drinks. Yeah. And so then vodka is. Vodka. 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 Wait, hold on. I gotta... <laughs> vodka is literally like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. It's just yeah. different versions. Vodka is just just yeah, rubbing alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. Okay, well, it's wait. It's kind of funny. Wow. <laughs> Ethanol? Okay. It's, it's literally made of, like, chemicals, to my knowledge, I think. But uh, now we're, like, breaking it down so far, I'm, like, second-guessing myself. Grains. Potatoes. Potatoes. Oh, duh. I think it's potato vodka. Yeah. I'm blanking. Grains and potatoes. Mm-hmm. You can make different versions with, like, fruits and honeys and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it has, like, a... It's, like, grain... Um... 
potato. Because um, 44 North, which is the Idaho vodka, is made from potatoes, potato vodka. Mm. So that makes sense. But they, it's like, I think they put, like, rubbing alcohol, like, in the grain and, like, let it soak and then just, like, strain it into them. That's probably totally false, but to me, I think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it says, traditionally, it is made by distilling the, li- this is from Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> Source. Uh, distilling the liquid from cereal grains that have been fermented with potatoes arising as a substitute in more recent times. So, mm. potatoes have been a substitute. So, cereal grains, so what you need to do is you need to go get some fruity pebbles. <laughs> and oh my then god! You get some potatoes. Yeah, cereal grain. And you put the potatoes inside. Ma- and imagine then you put like some alcohol. Your child is like, where do all the honey oats go? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, or the honey Cheerio, whatever Cheerio. Cheerios. Where's the Cheerios go? And here she's like, I got tons of tough vodka. <laughs> I have seen people um because you can put vodka in other things like they make gummy bear vodka and like Jello shots are usually vodka. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to put in a Jello shot, you can. But, like, um, I've seen people, I think it's on Bar Chemistry, which is a really cool um, Instagram website, company, um, TikTok account. This really cool guy, he, like, does fun stuff. But he, I think he's done, like, a cereal or, like, a Fruit Loop vodka. So it's soaked. You soak, like, Fruit Loops in vodka and then you strain it out. That sounds good. And so it's, like, a fruit vodka. That sounds really good. Yeah. So I'm like, what? Mm. You can experiment with vodka more ways than you can with some of the other ones because I feel like some of the other spirits have just like their own unique flavor. Well, vodka is like your neutral yeah. starting point. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it says you must ferment any food stuff that contains sugar or starch. So mm. hence potatoes mm. and then uh, fermented grains such as sorghum, corn, rice, rye, or wheat. I've seen gin made of corn mm. as well. You can also use potatoes, fruits, or even just sugar. Oh. See, mm. vodka can literally be made out of, like, the sewage. Vodka. Ah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you, you want the vodka made out of my toilet water. My toilet paper. It rained outside, and now we had vodka. I don't know. Yeah. It rained outside, now I have vodka. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Anyway, so this is a plant podcast, people. No, we like to talk about cocktails. <laughs> Alcohol. Yeah. So, uh... What's the, what's the plant, plant of this episode? It is a pilea. It is? Oh, okay. Pilea peperomoides. Pe- peperomoides. Oh, pilea peperomoides. Pilea are cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We have a couple of them, mm-hmm. but only because... Yelena's mama Pylea had babies. Had a lot of babies. And my her uh my adopted Pylea from her mom unfortunately perished. It's okay. A months she ago. Passed away. It's having she more babies. Passed. Oh good. Okay. There are more babies on the way. But why is the Pylea the New York New Year's plant? Because it's also called the Chinese money plant, and we we want, want some we want money, money. <laughs> after twenty twenty. We show we up, some money. yeah. We, we show up money. with some money. Cash dollar bills. We want to move forward with uh, the cash dollar bills. In our lives. Yes, but also Pilea are just super adorable. They have such a unique look to them. Mm-hmm. The like circular stem, like mm-hmm. the circular leaves with the like shooting out stems, yeah. like very alien looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kinda, which. Is very cute, but weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When did you first learn about the paleo, Yolanda? Did your um, mom introduce it to you, or? No, I think I saw pictures of it sometime during, like, the whole early quarantine, and then I went to Home Depot or Lowe's and saw one there. Oh. And it had a lot of babies already, mm. so I bought it, and then, no, I think it was, like, two big, like, two kind of biggish plants of it. Okay. In one pot. So I split it with my mom. I gave her one. I took one. And all the little tiny babies we split up into little propagation stands. And that's how we got all the babies. That's how we mm-hmm. And the baby that you gave me is now big. It, yeah, and it's and having it babies. babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So that plant multiplies like 
crazy, mm-hmm. which no, is really fun. Totally. I learned about the pilea from Plantarina, and I saw she has oh. this pilea. I think I've talked about it before. But like it's on the chain. Oh. It's in a nursery pot. So nursery pots have the drainage holes out the side, mm-hmm. and out the side is other parts of pilea. So it's just like. How? How did she do that? It's like a sudden burst. She I said mean, that she just left it in the same pot. Yeah, that plant just wants to grow from every, every really? place. Really? Yeah. can. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm like convinced. I think my pilea is in like a six inch nursery pot right now. Something like that. Like it's it's not massive, but it's a good size. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ever change it. I just want to make it like grow like crazy in that spot and see how it can. I want it to look like hers. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure that takes like a few years. But this okay. is a, a talking about pots for the pilea. Oh. This is something interesting I read about in SavvyGardening.com. Okay. They suggest um, not using terracotta or a porous pot for pilea um, because they dry out quicker quicker, and pilea do like to be moist. I we did notice about that. mine always wants water. Like, yeah. it'll get droopy faster than any of my other plants yeah. and just like And what kind of pot is it in? It's just a nursery pot. But gotcha. I, have, I have it in a terracotta pot, but it's in a nursery pot instead gotcha, of a terracotta gotcha. pot. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But it's still just like dries out really fast. Yeah, yeah. So they suggest using a plastic or glazed mm-hmm. ceramic pot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mine's, pl- mine's just in a plastic nursery pot. I wonder if I should maybe just move mine to straight up like ceramic, like no nursery pot, just put it in a ceramic pot. Yeah, oh. maybe. Okay. Yeah. They And then they say, if you like the look of a terracotta pot, you know, do the whole plastic pot mm-hmm. inside of the terracotta. But yeah, it sounds like a terracotta would work very well or not a terracotta sorry sorry uh, a ceramic would work really well mm-hmm. or glazed uh plastic anything like that okay that's when i learned that i was like trying to learn about plants and house plants and how to because you know one of the things that i have learned about house plants overall is that you you get a plant you're really excited about it right it looks okay maybe when you buy it then it starts flourishing if you put it in like indirect light, like your classic, mm-hmm. you give it some water, it starts growing. Then it might show you some signs like some yellow leaves, some leaves fall off, it might start wilting a little bit. Okay, it needs water. Maybe it needs a different location. So you start to move it around in your house. But if you got really excited when you first bought the pot and you plant it in a new pot, and then you're like, oh no, I can't move it very easily because now it's in this ceramic pot that's really yeah. expensive or it's in this yeah. other basket situation. Like I can't move it anywhere. So that makes it harder to find the right spot for that plant to be in so that it can acclimate and out like grow. Mm-hmm. So when I learned that you can just put it in a, a, a nursery pot and then put mm-hmm. that in another ceramic I pot. I think that game changer has yeah. been the game changer throughout our planting experience. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I, I remember at the very beginning of this pandemic when we were like really getting into plants, we were constantly just putting the plants from their nursery pots straight into another pot. Yeah. Right. We're always like, oh, well, it doesn't they, want to be in the plastic. Like, yeah. give it a new home. And they were always dying. Mm-hmm. It was just not a good situation. I think the ones that do succeed are the pots that have drainage holes, mm-hmm. which I think if you're not going to put it in, leave it in its nursery pot and put it like in a cover pot or whatever. Yeah. You can put it into a pot, but it has to have drainage. Yeah. Yes. It has to have. Mm-hmm. No matter the plant, it always has to have drainage. Yeah. That's why just put it in a, a nursery pot or in a, a plastic mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and then put the cover pot, put it in the cover pot, and then you can move it around and you can make sure that the plant is going to continue to grow so that the water can drain out. Yeah. The, this is another interesting thing, but if you have it in some kind of drainage pot, nursery pot, and there's a saucer under the plant... Mm. Make sure water doesn't sit in it for longer than an hour or two. Otherwise, root rot is the result. So if it does drain through mm-hmm. and you've got a lot of water in mm-hmm. your uh, mm-hmm. saucer, either, you know, dump it out mm-hmm. or, like, try to drain it somewhere else. But yeah. And we were talking about that, it. I think, a little while back because... I remember you were watering your plants. I think you have a rubber plant in a terracotta pot. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I wish maybe I wouldn't have put it in this terracotta pot because it's now moldy. Yeah, my plants that are directly in terracotta pots just mold. Like the outside of the terracotta pot pot just, it gets so much mold and it's really gross. I have to like wash it off, wipe it off all the time. Is Mm -hmm. that that mold that's on the terracotta pot? Mm -hmm. 
Like, it'll get the fuzzy. Whites. It's, like, from the water, oh, like, seeping yeah. through. Because terracotta is known right, for, right. like, draining. Mm-hmm. So you think it's those. good for plants. Yeah. But when it gets, like, fuzzy and, like, discolored. It's pretty gross. Yeah. That if it's discolored, weird. that's, like, kind of cute and, like, earthy. Yeah, looking. I like the, like, not-so-brand-new, like, yeah. patchy-looking terracottas. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I kind of like that I've, I've had them in it, and I'm going to keep using those pots, but I want to, like, take them, take the plants out, put it in a nursery pot, and then put it back in the terracotta. Put the terracotta. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Then I won't get mold issues, so. The only plant that yeah. I have, yeah. The only plant that I have in a terracotta pot is my Sansevieria, my snake plant, and um, it has a saucer, so it has a drainage hole, and when I water it, I like water it through, dump out the, the saucer, and then put it back on its spot, and Sansevieria or snake plants, they don't really need that much water in general, mm-hmm. so I only water it like, <laughs> to be honest, like once a month, so it doesn't rot, you know, but a plant that needs a lot of water, that's... Yeah, mine's my rubber plant, my uh, fiddle, so... They love to be wet, right? Mm -hmm. At least rubber plants do. Rubber plants. Yeah, (laughs) rubber plants. (laughs) Rubber plants. Mine does, for sure. Yeah, I have a rubber plant in my bathroom, and I think it was the mixture of soil that I made, too. I have a lot of cocoa coir, which Mm. tends to dry up very quickly, Mm -hmm. so that pot dries uh, yeah, a little too quickly, but it's still growing. Like it's fine because I do. Since it's like right by my sink, I just like put it under the sink or in my tub and just yeah. like water it. Um, but going back to Chinese money plants or the pilea, um, talking about watering, it does say that um, to rather than watering your Chinese money plant on a schedule. Feel how heavy the pot is just after you thoroughly water it. I do that. I usually go by weight yeah. when I water plants anyways. So it says pick up the pot every two or three days to see how much lighter it gets. When the pot is very light and ideally before the plant wilts, it's time to water. Honestly, that is such a good... Thank you for reading that because honestly, that is such a good rule of thumb because a lot of people who are new with plants or even who have had plants for a while... They'll be like, how, how often do I water this thing? And if you go by the weight, like if it still feels heavy, water is heavy. So if it still feels heavy, then that means it's probably fine. You can touch the soil, it's probably going to be moist. But if it's dry and like whoop, like it just lifts yeah. out of the cover pot really yeah. fast, then you're like, oh, this guy needs water. Yeah, and this person says they water their pilea every 7 to 10 days. So it's not like they water it super frequently. But it insane. also depends on your home's conditions. Humidity you know, levels. humidity, like what kind of pot it's in, the, mm. you know, it's, um, but also the weight of the pot is a good indicator, but you can also stick your finger into the soil for a field test. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are also investing in like the, um, moisture water meter. moisture mm-hmm. meter, <laughs> which I just got one for Christmas. Oh, so, you did? Cool. Yeah. I got a toad, uh, moisture meter, mm. so it'll oh. croak whenever it needs water. That is really That's cool. That's so cute. Yeah. It might get annoying, but. Hey, you then it's like, 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 yeah. like smart. Water. Your, your <laughs> I feel like the moisture meter thing is so something that you would think of at like your grandma's. Like, oh, you went to your grandma's yeah. garden and she has all these sticks in there, like why? And then there's like these, you know, literally a meter, like a, a gas range mm-hmm. thing that is showing how wet the water is. But I really like mine because you just like stick it in and then it tells you. Okay, I read something that's super cute about Pylea. Oh, so, what? it's about how to d- divide Pylea. What's that? Was this on again? Uh, SavvyGardening.com. Okay. They say another important aspect of Pylea peppermoides care is regular division to keep the plant from being crowded in its pot. Happy plants produce small daughter plants called offsets or pups. Uh, my pilea has pups. So my pilea has like thirty pups. Not a lot. <laughs> yeah, so that's a lot. It's so cute. That's really. So cute. they said they should be separated when when they're an inch or two tall. Hmm. So it says to divide them, dig down into the soil at the base of the offset to expose the roots. Then using a sharp pair of needle nose snips, needle nose snips to separate it from the parent plant. So, mm. um. Each little offset doesn't have to have many roots, but there should be at least a few there. What if it's straight up growing off the stem, above mm-hmm. the soil? Because that's what mine's growing right now. Uh, 
Then you're not supposed to cut it, or are you supposed to cut it? I don't know. Maybe you can, maybe it will start growing roots once it's been like an inch long. Because how big are yours? They're like half an inch. Hmm. They're pretty small, so. I don't see anything about putting it in water yet. But you, I feel like I I don't, don't remember for sure, but I think I did just like break them off and mm-hmm. stick them in water or oh, you straight did. up in soil okay. and just like kept them moist. Nice. nice. So interesting. Yeah. I, it's yeah. like I was watching Point Reeves today. I love her. I want her to be on the podcast one day. Uh-huh. <laughs> one day. <laughs> I love her. But Amanda. But she Amanda. uh was talking about like winter and she's in new york of course so like her winter is a little bit different than ours in like southern california you know like she actually has like winter Mm -hmm. well we're like it's 70 degrees and december 20 something but um i i heard her talk about plants that you see start to grow during the winter season and you're like oh it's growing i should add some fertilizer i should add some water i should separate it i should propagate it but she was like if you can hold back from fertilizing, from fertilizing uh-huh. um, unless it really needs it, and then only use like a quarter of the amount that you would normally use in the winter season, only because of the temperature. Mm-hmm. If the temperature is below 50, that 50, 40 degree amount, then it's like try to keep from up potting, keep from like these things that you would mm-hmm. normally do in the summer or the spring because it will be too traumatizing for the plant yeah. because there's the temperature is too cold. But I wonder if that doesn't really apply to like California. Uh, yeah, I don't know. but I mean, it does get below 50 at night. We'll have to experiment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could still do a lot of, like, repotting or, like, propagation yeah, potting. Yeah, still propagating like, things. I don't know it's And I've seen tons of growth in my fiddle leaf figs, in my pothos. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do you see, look, look those two new little leaves on my fiddle <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, what? And look, I haven't seen much growth in my plants. Little one right here. That's so good. And two little ones on um, the one in my bedroom. So I have been seeing a lot of growth. I feel like I've just been seeing. My my Swiss cheese plant is still going nuts. That thing will not stop. Uh, I love mine. Don't do very well. Mine's mine's creeping. Is it like once a plant gets bigger, it'll just keep getting bigger? Like, is it the bigger it is, the faster it grows? I think so because it has more photosynthesis because there's more leaves. I have root news though. My vine, my ivy, mm-hmm. that was down here, that was super long, growing mm-hmm. like crazy. It's like dying. And <gasps> I've been watering it constantly. It's it like just winter though. It's, it's getting I don't know. Or it's it like it's it's leaves are wilting, it's like feeling a bit crusty. Mm-hmm. Like the water the soil is still, you know, pretty moist. Maybe like too much water? No. I tried no, to propagate a ruby cascade and it died. But then I also pulled it out of its pot. And it had roots growing below, so like I'm wondering if it's becoming actually like root bound, and it wants to grow more. Plantarina said that she's like, don't disturb a plant that looks like it's dying on top because its root system may be developing, and it may just be doing that during the winter, and then in the spring it's just gonna go nuts. Okay, so I should leave it. Just like hold on, mm-hmm. maybe. Because I I don't want to up pot it because I right. do know it's winter. Right. Yeah. Also, the pot that it's in is really cute. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. It looks like it's dying. Yeah. I'm kind of just like, hold on, don't do too mm-hmm. much. Like, <laughs> just keep I'm alive. I'm scared okay. about the cold okay. winter mm-hmm. situation. But I've already had, so my avocado plants obviously died. I threw them out today. Oh, you R.I.P. <gasps> they fully died? Uh-huh. Why? And so Why? did my fiddle string, my wire they plant. Cold? They're cold. They were outside. Oh, so those are dead. Okay. So I've lost three plants. And then my Ruby mm-hmm. Cascade propagation died. And then my Ruby, my other water. Wait, Ruby Cascade. What mm-hmm. was that thing? That was the little, it had like little leaves that was oh, in our bathroom. Red. That yeah. was the thing that we bought at Home Depot like for. Right. Years. And I'm really sad because I love that plant. That was but so it was crazy. not healthy. So I tried to propagate it in soil and I tried to propagate it in water and both of them have failed. Mm-hmm. So I've lost five plants. Oh no! Winter hitting Can hard. Can we go to Nikki's tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, just to feel a little better. I'm just like I just want to keep everybody alive as best I can. Like my my. And now we're going. Yeah, like moving, like oh my gosh, traveling. Too much pressure on me. If I'm <laughs> to let us know, 
That's why I'm like, I just want to water everybody and make sure that they're okay, do my thing for the holidays, come back, hold on for January, because in LA, I feel like January is winter, where yeah, it like, rains yeah. and like yeah. stuff happens, so I'm like, okay, we'll just hold on for so that. rain is February. Rain is good, yeah, we can appreciate that, and then in like end of February, beginning of March, like holla, it's our birthdays, and we buy plants. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, please, because I'm, I, I was researching my um, Majesty Palm today, too, and I learned mm-hmm. that Majesty Palms actually do like kind of a wet soil and oh. they're not supposed to dry out between waterings and that's my bad the reason Ooh. that the leaves go brown is because they dried out during waterings really? and i'm like you don't even have that many brown leaves you no, know like it's just a couple one. that look they look more right. like sunburn like because yeah. it's not even the tips that are brown it's like yeah. the, the leaf yeah and it's just that one little branch yeah and then there's the two up there but the two oh, new growth yeah, yeah it does have new growth it's definitely slowed down your majesty poem is like the success of it's house. amazing i am trying so hard to take care of it and my rubber plant too i'm just like take care of everybody right now especially yeah, my silver satin it hasn't grown i've just been keeping the soil wet like don't die on me it loses okay someone help me i need someone to tell me what to do with my rubber plant that it's like a big like leafy dark green rubber plant and i love it so much but i'm worried that for some reason it's either not getting enough sunlight which it's in front of a window that gets morning light so i think it's okay but I try to keep the water, like the soil wet, and it just keeps losing leaves. So I, I mean, I'm just like I've done so much sun. research. Need to be outside, but it's too cold now. Mm, yeah, that's another thing. So I'm like, hang on till the summer, and then I'll put you outside where it's like nice and humid and mm-hmm. hot and mm-hmm. and fun, and you can just grow and then do it again for the winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. But I also um. I have new development with my silver satin because Ooh. that plant has been growing a slower but still growing and I have it wrapped around my curtain and I'm starting to see like a new leaf oh, grow yeah. every like day, every once in a while. It's growing, it's awesome. it's growing around my curtain. My curtain's and dream. growing into your curtain. It, yeah, it grew into my curtain, into the mesh, like a leaf went in there. Are you serious? I was like, nope. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. So, trying. I'm just scared of... I'm scared of dying. That's why I would rather lose a propagation than a mother plant. Yeah. So yeah. I like propagate it, and then yeah. if it if that mm-hmm. dies, I'm like, okay, learn my lesson. Don't kill the mother plant. <sighs> yeah. Did the silver satin that we took from outside is doing okay? It's okay. Inside? Yeah. Okay. It's just it was looking a little iffy from being outside. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a little yellow, little pale. Yeah. yeah, the cold made it yellow. But now it's like, it's like lime green. It looks like a lime green pothos. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Random fun fact, back to the pilea. It is pet friendly. (gasps) Good to know. It's pet friendly. Oh. Yeah. It's like, what is it? The snake plant that's like toxic or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Pileas are pet friendly. Nice. Did we ever look up if the evergreen was uh, a thing? I don't know. I don't there aren't, honestly, there are not very many, like, big leafy plants that are pet friendly, from what I've noticed. Really? Yeah, like, usually the smaller guys are more pet friendly. That's probably a weird generalization, but, hmm. yeah. That's what you know. Yeah. Maybe it's pet friendly. Because, you know, sometimes you have those pets that just really like to chew on things, including mm-hmm. <laughs> plants. Or the puppy. Yeah. yeah, so, gotta be wary of those certain plants that yeah. can... There's one, oh shoot, what is it called? It's a really pretty, the leaves are kind of like longer and they're deeper green colored. Ooh. It's like an iron something plant and it's like really toxic to mm. It's like one of the most toxic. Oh, but isn't it like the best, it, the cat, isn't it like the... The, the iron something yeah. plant, you know what I'm talking about? Is it cassiron? Cassiron plant? I don't know. <laughs> cassiron pot? Okay, so evergreen, well, my silver bay is toxic if ingested, so mm. keep away from plant pets and small children. Mm. <laughs> and small children. Yeah. That's the thing, if you're a mom and you got babies running around putting stuff in their mouths, like, yeah. put those plants up, like, mm. yeah. I mean, I'm not a mom and I have nothing to say, I'm, I have no nothing to oh, say What is called the way. cast iron plant. Okay, yeah, cast iron plant. Hmm. It's like super toxic, but it's so oh. beautiful, I want one. <laughs> this? Yeah. It's Wait, very leafy. I've seen, like, prettier versions of them. Yeah, cast iron plants are cool. I've seen, like, deep, deep, like, almost black leaves. Wow, yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Next summer, I want an elephant ear, a like black that? elephant ear mm. plant. Yes. yes, see like that. Oh my gosh, I yes. want. 
I want black my sisters. How is that even real? Really, really doing well. It's fully pigmented, like the eyeballs. Your sister's is doing well. Yeah, she has an elephant ear. Should we move on into the yes. topic, heart topic of this? Oh my gosh, 2020, you guys. We're getting to the end of this Let's year. Let's reflect on we this made it. last year. <laughs> what a year. Okay, I don't want to, I first of all, I don't want to be like, oh, 2020 was the worst year of my life. Because there were some really cool things that did come out of this year that wouldn't have come out of this year if we weren't forced to shelter in place, stay yeah. at home, be on unemployment, like, deal with all the stress and all that stuff first of all this podcast probably wouldn't have happened nope at all <laughs> if 2020 hadn't have happened so yes i don't want to be like an ungrateful spoiled kid that's like eh, everything's horrible but it has been rough uh the ups and downs have come and all that stuff's happened but i mean some good things did come out of it so. what were the rougher like what were the rougher reasons for you guys like what do you miss about or like feel like you missed out on 2020, what do you miss doing, et cetera? Yeah, I I had some scripts that I wanted to see in production this year. Um, mm. And because of the regulations and, like, the rules and sheltering and not having too many people in one place, I'm not able to shoot those projects, uh, which is hard. But I don't think that the scripts would have come to the position or the place that they're at now if it weren't for the pandemic. Mm. So Boom. they wouldn't be like as polished or as worked on if I didn't have that forced time to work on those scripts. But I think like the worst part is the whole, well, <laughs> the worst part was in the beginning when we didn't know what was going on. Everyone was waiting on unemployment and I was like, am I really gonna have to leave LA? Yeah. And that just made me wanna fight harder to stay here, which at the end of the day just told me that I wanna be here. Because if I had mm. all the reasons in the world to leave, mm. and it could have been so easy exactly. to give up and go home. Yeah, I would have been like, meh, whatever, the pandemic's happening, I can't pay rent, like all that stuff. But somehow, magically, works of God, it all, like, worked out. Yeah, yeah. Now here we are making a podcast. Making a podcast in our bomb living room uh, and yeah. our table and our kitchen and our mansion. Yeah, our mansion. This is all mansion. of our plans. Yeah. yeah. Again, also plants. I probably never would have gotten yeah. into plants. I don't think any of us would have gotten this into plants mm-hmm. without the hardcore quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would have been working full time, like mm-hmm. not caring about. There's like no anything. time to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me only really like negative thing that I could think of is like I wanted to travel more mm, travel yeah yeah yep that's like I feel like even through all the bad and like craziness I'm still able to see a lot of positive that came out of it yeah mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. good it's the only like bad thing I could think of it's like yeah I could have traveled a little bit more mm-hmm. <laughs> And you were saving, like, specifically for Yes, I was saving up. Or I've been, like, ready to go to Thailand. Did you, like, cancel any flights? Mm. No, okay. No. But, like, early on through, like, quarantine, I was like, okay, I want to go to Thailand. I'm, like, ready. I have to save up. Like, when is this going to end? Yeah. 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 I definitely miss theme parks <laughs> yes um, roller coasters <laughs> like last year you know elliot and i and his friend uh jt and family and whatever we went to disneyland for his birthday and we were really looking forward to going again this year mm-hmm. um i even think my sister wanted to go for uh what her son and we were gonna go with her but because of the pandemic like we couldn't go we shut down mm-hmm. and like Literally, right before the pandemic started, I think Disneyland had a new ride that was open in the Star Wars and uh, Galaxy's yes. Edge. Mm-hmm. Or Galaxy's, what was it called? That's Galaxy's right. Galaxy's yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, call I, Star, go. I call it Star Wars Land. Yeah. Yeah. I call it Star Wars Land. Land. Um, yeah. Don't get crazy with the names, okay? Yeah. We don't Galaxies, that sounds like just something else sci fi. It could be anything sci fi. Yeah. but. Like, yeah, it's cool, but better. like it's Star Wars land. It's Star Wars land. <laughs> they came yeah. up with a new ride that we were really looking forward to, and I think like that would be a really fun yearly tra- tradition mm-hmm. to go like to being like local Star Wars. Yeah, yeah Star Wars land, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and being like Star Wars fans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, 
So I really missed that. And I had bought like a three. So at Costco, you can buy like a three pass uh, ticket or whatever. Oh. So you can go like three times. I remember you bought that. Yeah. And we still had one more pass. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was supposed to expire October of this year. Mm. I hope they extend that or let you. I know. Like, you I should be able to be like, when it opens up, I'm going to be like, hey, so we still have like one more ticket for you guys or shut down. Because, like, hey, the, Google, what's the number for Costco? <laughs> like, the Harry Potter rides are so fun. Yeah. Like, the Harry Potter land is cool. Like, getting your. Um, I, like, I really want to buy a wand, actually, this time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was actually chosen to, like, in Gring... It's a Gringotts? Yeah. yeah. To do the whole, like, test out your wand thing. Oh. So I know which wand, like, I think it's that ash uh, tree wand or whatever. Mm. Um, like, I know which one, mm-hmm. like, is mine. And those have, like, <laughs> those have, like, a sensor at the tip where yeah. you can actually, like, interact with things, right. right? so it makes it even, like, another level of yeah. fun. It's not just exciting. a one. Yeah. Wow. When I worked at WB, we sold ones there. Mm-hmm. We, like, would sword people and everything. Yeah, it was really. But it was just a button. I really miss theme parks and of course movie theaters. Mm. Me too. And board game bars. I want to go to because I don't have a lot of board games, but like bars Mm -hmm. that have like you know fun games. Just like getting out of the house. I miss coffee shops. Oh, I miss coffee shops so bad. It hurts. I used to work. (laughs) So, like, I don't know, maybe my productivity would have been better if coffee shops were open. Yeah. And I could have, like, spent all my time yeah. inside a coffee shop, like, Seriously. doing whatever. Yeah. When you're a freelancer and you, like, work for different, like, situations. You have a lot of time, of time off. You have, like, that time off. Like, separating your home and where you sleep and your bedroom and your house with work by using coffee shops as the location yeah. makes all the difference for mm-hmm. me. Because I'm an introvert and I do appreciate being alone, mm-hmm. but I think being alone at home and being alone somewhere else is like a different, different. experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there would be weeks where I would like be home for three, four, five days mm-hmm. at a time and like uh, never leave the house. Yeah. Kind of go crazy. Oh, yeah. I was like ripping out my hair like, mm-hmm. I am Gollum. <laughs> What's the light of the sun? Yeah. How do I talk to people? <laughs> what does another human life form look like? They thankfully have roommates, but you then know, you finally leave the house three days later and then walk and then lock myself. And then you're like, that is too much. So this happened just recently, like <laughs> this last week. Um, I've been working from home, like doing stuff at home, and it's been three days since I've been outside. And I finally was like, I'm gonna go on a hike. I have like some shopping to do. I'm all ready to go. I got my bags. I like walk out the door. I locked the door, closed it, and forgot my keys. Inside. <laughs> but thankfully, I had my phone so I could call Yelena, who works close by. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I locked myself out. Oh my gosh. Save me. Please save me. Yeah, so that was embarrassing. Thankfully, but. my work's like flexible, and I just be like, all right, I need to leave real quick. My roommate locked herself out. We're on back. But I have a question. Mm-hmm. You know, since we're now used to being home a lot more than usual, like chill, chill evenings, whatever. Like, are we gonna be too exhausted to like go out? I mean, like, that, will we get tired yeah. quicker? Like. The yeah. stamina that we I have. I think it'll be <laughs> a whole new adjustment period yeah. of like it was getting an back into the rhythm. Just getting back to work was an adjustment. Yeah. I was exhausted. Like, yeah. Why so so working full time? What the heck is this? I no. Was just so not used <laughs> to being on my feet, interacting with people, and like yeah. calling people, and like all that stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, just so exhausting. And I'm 98% extroverted. Right. And I was right. tired. So yeah. I my social it. skills are already. Really off. (laughs) (laughs) My social skills at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, but despite all that, all the craziness has gone on, what is like, I feel like we should say like a goal for 2021. Goal for 2021. Let's not talk about resolutions because I don't even. I don't really even believe in resolutions. I believe in goals. Yeah. 
2021 goal. Goals, goals, goals. I mean, I feel like the bar is set pretty low because 2020 happened. I mean, yeah. most of my goals are, like, five-year goals, mm-hmm. so I don't really know a goal just for 2021, yeah. but... Like, stepping stones yeah. to get to those yeah. five-year goals. Yeah. I definitely think, like, 2020, I've done a lot. Like, it's crazy to think of how much I've actually done. Like, yeah. started an Etsy shop, like, started actually crafting more and yeah. doing more artwork, like... I'd always wanted to, like, this is why I'm in L.A. I want to, like, make art and do this and blah, blah, blah. But I've just been working constantly, like, in the film industry, just doing, you know, when you're working in the film industry, you're not really, like, making your own art. Mm-hmm. No. So now I'm like, yeah. okay, now I can make my own art. Yeah. I want to start making, like, YouTube videos of myself making crafts yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it'd be fun and this podcast too is like another creation. Yeah, be fun for next year to actually like see see the results of yeah. like the work that we put into yeah. this last year. Mm-hmm. Like have more of a following, make more art, make money off of mm-hmm. my artwork. <laughs> yeah, and actually have like a successful shop too. Cause mm-hmm. like I never, I never would have dreamed to like have a shop where I yeah. was making like candles and pots and this and that like but now it's really fun and exciting to think about so maybe maybe totally. I don't know. just like a continuation and and a yeah you know like you've done all this like in the comfort of the home and through the internet but it's like what if it's out in the world like me in the world yeah. and all this like, 2020 was growing. planning yeah planning the prepping and manifestation then 2021 let's do the thing the execution <laughs> For sure. Execute. Get it out there. What about you, Yolanda? My goals... Hmm. I feel like I always have, like, a financial, like, savings goal for the year. Hmm. That's smart. What is your financial goal? <laughs> no, I'm not going to go into numbers, but I like, want to know these things. <laughs> I, know, I never know how much to save. Well, like, <laughs> all of it. Mine are, like, I, I don't know, because I want to invest in, like, real estate in the future, so I feel like yeah. I set pretty high savings goals um and I surprisingly was still able to hit my 2020 goal even with wow like the whole pandemic so I was pretty excited about that what what are you awesome. keep give us a number oh, no I'm not gonna give a number well what what like what percentage do you would you say of your income uh, math, math. <laughs> <laughs> wow like, okay so, like, if someone was making 50000 would you say 10% of that, which would have been 5000 That's right, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, 10% is that a good number no, to, like, yeah. try to save? If you yeah, like, between 5 year. to 10%, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I guess, would be whatever. Yeah, that's 5000 Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so saving like, 5000 for someone who made, like, 50000 Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So depends. So, solid. That seems like a good rule to live by. Like mm-hmm. try to save ten percent. Because like you your, tie, yeah. you're supposed to tie ten percent. It's like like yeah. every time I get paid, I'll put away like a few hundred. Sure. To savings. Yeah. But I also have like three different savings accounts. I mean, yeah. she's an adult, bro. Yeah, wait. What okay, are your keep in mind, Yelena is older than us. Yeah, she is. She is. I Way take savings very seriously. <laughs> she's so I have like my serious. like. One day I want to invest in real estate savings. Like, that's okay. where I put a big majority of it. Okay. I have my travel savings. Oh. And then I have, like, emergency. Immediately. Immediate mm. savings. Kind of, like, something that you would yeah, use like, right away. Mm. Yeah, like, if my car breaks down, whatever. Is that the and lesser also, like, amount of money? Yeah, that's kind of, like, the, like, the smaller okay. one is, like, for the emergency, which is, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> but, wait, but then like, I also have, like, like, working account. Yeah. Then yeah. I also have, like, my... Roth IRA, whatever, like, retirement, retirement thing. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I have, like, four I did savings. read a book this last year that was about money, yeah. whatever, and they said to have our, like, savings for emergency that was around $1,500. Yeah. Which seems mm-hmm. small, but, like, they were, like, that would be no, for your, like, car yeah. breaking down. Yeah, that's good, yeah. You're talking about, like, your emergency $1, fund. dollars mm-hmm. seems, like... Yeah, mm-hmm. good amount good. for an emergency. Mm-hmm. And if like worst came to worst and you were like super sick or something bad happened and you had to like you needed like coverage for rent that next yeah. month or like medical bills or whatever, mm-hmm. like medical bills. that often yeah. kind of help. 
Gotcha. Yeah, so, like, I'll always, like, set a number where I think it's, like, kind of a lot, but I'm, like, maybe, like, I'll do the math, and I'm, like, that's doable. I can hit that savings number by the end of the year. Hmm. And then, like, if I hit it, I'm, like, okay, that worked. I'll, like, set it a little higher the next year. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, I can, like, spend a little less, put more into savings. Yeah. Huh. That's how I'm going to do that. I opened up a new savings account this Mm -hmm. last year. Yeah, me too. That was a new 2020 thing. Mm -hmm. Like a higher... Yield Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like sort of part of my goal for next year, but I have been the queen of whatever the hell odd job it takes to stay alive, do it, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that anymore. I want to mm-hmm. have like a job that's my job, and that's something that I care about and that I want to show up for every single day, and that like I feel I'm actually using my skills for the proper thing like my skills and expertise and what I know yeah I'm in my mid-20s but I still know stuff and I went to college and I'm like I should be able to bring something to the table and so like 2021 is kind of my like I want to push forward in my career full time have like a real job that's like career related Mm -hmm. job not just make ends meet make pennies to be able to spend hundreds like do something that is actually pertaining to my craft. Mm-hmm. That's so good. that's like my big thing for twenty twenty one. You're getting there. Make trying, making making steps towards I'm that. Trying, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm a late bloomer in like every single thing in the world. I've always been. That's how like, I feel too. You know, like honestly. I always feel like I'm late. Like, I'm never the kid who's like, oh, at this age, you've already done this, this, and this. I feel like, no. I'm like, I just got here, but it's okay. I took the long route. It was scenic. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I, 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 I looked. I didn't, I, you know, experimenting is, mm-hmm. a, is the wrong word. But, like, I, I observed. Mm-hmm. And I, I took notes. And now I finally arrived. Yeah, a bunch of other people my age or whatever have already done this. But, like, I'm trying to work through it and get to those mm-hmm. points. So, I'm like, man, I just want to wake up and go to work and be like, okay, what what thing are we going to do today? What what magic are we going to make? What <laughs> thing are we going to, you know, like, let's manifest. Let's create. Let's let's entertain. I want to move towards those types of things rather than just, like, let me just fold clothes again. Or as much as I love bartending, like, it's a it's a one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always feel like a bud because – freelancing you're always starting a new thing mm-hmm. so you're just never really like i've got this like i'm bloomed right, yeah. i'm experienced totally. you're just always kind of like all right what's this new experience i feel like you're in a good place where you like have gigs constantly yeah you do pretty constantly yeah it's not like you're like oh, hoping for bridges. because <laughs> <laughs> you have like a year i was like oh, i don't know if i want to work for you you no, feel like you can monetize on yeah, this pretty You're like, always in demand. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's that's a, a good place to be. an art coordinator who just tracks the budget. <laughs> yeah, just look at money all day long. But that's good. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I like doing it, but definitely wanting to get into more of a creative mm-hmm. role. Yeah, definitely. Which, uh, yeah, 2021, do more art, do more creative mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Started. Now we're gonna get there. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Absolutely. Buy more plants. Buy more plants. Buy more plants. So I feel like running out of room. Like there's no <laughs> more room indoors. Like we have limited lighting inside. Yeah. What are we gonna do? What are I we feel like, like I still have more room in, in my room. Oh, the other day me and Emma were talking about getting one of those clear <gasps> like case glass cases where we could put like uh grow lights oh, inside grow lights. and put plants in there. Yeah. I've heard that girl likes someone's work though. Okay, folks, we're gonna recommend us. Well, well, yeah, we'll have okay. to do some research on grow lights and indoor because yeah, like an indoor a greenhouse setup mm-hmm. sort yes. of situation. Like, like you that. know, IKEA has those clear glass case things, cabinet things, cabinet things. Yeah, mm-hmm. put grow lights in the tops yeah. of the shelves and see mm-hmm. what we can do. That'd be so interesting. That's pretty cool for smaller smaller plants propagations. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Okay.
testers, and then when they fail or something happens, I'm like, okay, get another. Yeah. there, still have the mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't want to have necessarily copies of plants. I want to have some some variety. Yeah, I don't like copies. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. usually expand, expand, mm-hmm. and they give those copies yeah. away. Usually, yeah. I give my propagations away. Yeah, if they're doing well, for sure. I I mean, I think we all have good goals. Yeah, in twenty twenty one. We're going to come back, we're going to march into 2021 mm-hmm. in March, hopefully the pandemic's gone. Mm-hmm. We're going to be dressing up in dresses to the, mu- to the movie theaters mm-hmm. and cinema. Mm-hmm. Cinema. <laughs> going to more, you know, we're going to get annual passes at Disneyland. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm down. down. <laughs> I'll get an annual pass. Yeah. If you get one, I'll get one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this will be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be good. Yeah. Cheers to twenty twenty. Cheers to twenty and a non cheer to twenty twenty. Whatever that. Twenty twenty non cheer. A drink. A boom. <laughs> <laughs> glug 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 glug. Here we go. We'll see you in the New Year's, you guys. Have a good break. Until next time. If you love podcasts and believe they'll save the world just like we do, please subscribe and give us a review wherever you get your pods. You can find us on Instagram at The Rootbound Podcast and subscribe to our Patreon to get exclusive content like the video recordings of our episodes, which we call Plant POV. You can also write us on socials or at therootboundpodcast at gmail.com to ask us questions or to give us plant advice. Yeah, and at the end of the day, we're just plant enthusiasts and we're learning just like y'all, so tips and tricks are always welcome. Don't forget to check out our website, therootboundpodcast.com which has our episode show notes. In the show notes, we include topics discussed in the episode like the featured plant, tips and tricks, and links to our favorite resources. We also list the recipe for each episode's cocktail that Emma creates. That way you can drink along with us. Drink responsibly, of course. (laughs) You can also find us individually. I'm at Emma R. Lead on social platforms. Where can we find you, Samara? You can find me on Instagram at Samara underscore Elke 9. And Yelena? You can find me on all socials at Yelena Ivy. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Cheers.